0: I'm Ernold van Buren, and I'm joined by a range of professionals who will be sharing their experience within the eSport world along with strategies and tips to progress your own career in gaming. With over 20 years of experience including game development and live streaming, gaming land centres and organising tournaments, we are now launching this series in order to help those of you with a passion for gaming become professional in the eSport world. Hi, Kim. Welcome to our eSports series. And yes, well, you have mentioned already the mother of eSports. Is that correct?
1: That is, sadly. <laughs> I'm showing it. You see the wrinkles? That's that's what's happening. I realize I'm that older kid now, or the older woman now. It's kind of hilarious.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think, I think. well, to be honest, uh, um, I think HHD, each, each, each doesn't matter even if you have, well, I think, I think you're at 20, 24, was it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I love you. <laughs> we'll so, double that.
0: <laughs> so it's, 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 well, the thing is that we, we have met each other um, like a couple of weeks ago and we were talking and we we're talking and I thought, like, you know, Kim, you need to be on, on our, like our eSports series because you got a huge history about like your esport journey and that's what people want to know is why you have joined how you have joined and then of course what's what's the passion so i will say like kim please let's i said share share your 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 esport journey
1: oh my gosh i don't think there's enough time but you know (laughs) what i'll do i'll do an overview I think that it was the funniest thing when I got the opportunity to come from an event background in hotel and hospitality and working through luxury travel and working on over 500 events and my first time being told, can you source a hotel for my program? And the program was uh, the top 50 press for Activision for Call of Duty Black Ops 1. And I've shared this before in a lot of my um, talks, but you know, it was there in sitting in that multiplayer room with all of these press who like literally know the game better than anybody cause that they're in love with it. And obviously they're well, um, appreciated by the publisher, but they basically tried to sit me down as an, you know, kind of an athletic, you know, woman who's, who's always loved sports and I had played, you know, Atari when I was a kid. So of course I was a gamer. I just didn't know it. I didn't know that I was supposed to call myself a gamer, but, um, they let me play black ops, which was probably the most entertaining things that these poor people saw because I couldn't shoot literally my foot, let alone my, you know, objective. And, um, and they asked me what my gamer tag was. And I thought, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. And they're like, no, no what do you, what do you call yourself when you're playing? And I was like, I don't even have one. And they're like, we're calling you the cod mom. And, you know, that was pre doing the 1st esports in the U S for call call of duty. And it was the, uh, it was the, the precipice of what I was about to do, looking over pro players and the Treyarch staff and Activision staff and um, all of the, the press. And I mean, just everybody and anybody that was at an event, it was my responsibility to look after them. And I'm such an experiential person that learning from such an amazing agency in West Hollywood named Ben Compass. Um, I just, I was in heaven. I mean, they're flying Sikorskis out They're They're interacting, you know, they're pulling apart guest rooms. They're, they're doing stuff that made the game come alive in a way that even I didn't even know that, that you could do that. And it was in that opportunity that it started my career 10 years ago, literally 10 years ago now that I was doing this. And now black Mm. ops, cold wars come out and here we are 10 years later. And I just am blown away at the adventure, but I'd become the esports mom because I ended up working with Twitch and became a Twitch mom. And I was working with rocket league and vainglory and, and worked at blizzard and became the blizz mom. And so I just kind of took this legacy of mom approach and here I am. And um, probably the funniest story you'll ever hear in esports. truthfully.
0: <laughs> wow. 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 It's, it's, well, it's, and, and this is and this is why I get you on the show because um, I know I've spoken to to quite a, a lot of people and yeah they 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 can't share the story you you, you are going to share with us anyway so it's because you are so long and and, and it's well, so what what year did you let's say well you mentioned ten years well I mean like and, and what year um, well. Did, did, did you got like, you know, fully, fully involved in, in in the esport world? Because I know you've mentioned that you you worked in hospitality before. So a lot of listen and people are gonna think like hospitality and esports, but I think it's not well, the same as me. Listen, I, I was an IT guy, then jump in as a game developer and you know, then afterwards I make that combination and then I was in the esports. So how, how was that, how was that for you? Like, you know, getting, getting in there, how, how did people respond and how, because, you know, the community sometimes wondering like, oh, who's going to join us now? You know, you know what I mean? So. Right.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> and back then there was no real structure for esports, And I mean, they might've been in Europe, but not in the U S and we were just pulling things out. So I was learning as I was going along. So I was really fortunate because trailblazing back then opened many doors for me to kind of, create my own destiny in a sense right there was nothing out there that was happening so like today uh except starting in 2010 every time an event came and they asked for structure i just took you know kind of my emotionally intuitive self to figure out what was missing how did i add to it what kind of budgets did they need to build out what was the experience and how was this going to be something that people would remember for a long time so even though i started it in 2010 as my first experience I did a lot of different events that were um, interactive, um, whether it was Call of Duty or, you know, doing the first mobile gaming with Vainglory or setting up um, the start of Rocket League with Psionics, Like it was an experience that was just built on um, truth and authenticity. You know, we just went there and listened a lot and asked a lot of questions. And I think to this day, that's what makes me so successful is that I'm looking at it from an emotionally intuitive side but now I'm analytically putting together what's missing and I just create something that is going to be long lasting. And I think a lot of that had to stem from losing my mom very young. So my mom died when I was 13. I have older, older brothers and sisters, but it was in that experience that when you bury somebody at that age and you realize that life is too short, you kind of go at it with a little bit different respect. And I was too smart for my own good. So that caught me in a lot of trouble because I didn't fit in anybody's world. But I had to learn as I grew older how that would work. And my goal was always, who's the end user? At the end of the day, who's going to remember this? What are their expectations? Can I ask them the right questions? And will they answer me in a way that I can support that? And I think that's what made this so exciting and where, where I stem from is, you know, it's all about what's going on and who's coming and what's, you know, what's the expectation and can I meet that? you know and i think that's what's kept me alive this whole time
0: yes because um and and and, and this is oh, what i'd like to to talk a little bit about as well is within within the esports world if i mention the word diversity um i'm i'm, I'm well the thing is that within the esports things now especially in 2020 you will you will see that a lot of new people from the esport well let's say new people are joining the esport world um so the biggest is in asia the biggest uh, in america and all that but there is there is a lot of uh, with internally and i've i've been through that as well um you mentioned about your childhood that you you know you you were the the, i'm gonna say the the strongest one who wants to you know do different things than what other people do but this it it happens in the esport world as well it's like you have the big you know the big players and you have the small players um well you have different cultures you have different religions and all that and i know there's a little bit of well it 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 works it works all together but there are still some issues with it and and, and hopefully well I, i'm not going to say that you have to agree with me but i mean um yeah can you share that is something i know it's a really it's sometimes a, se- a sensitive subject but um right yeah, yeah it's well you maybe can share <laughs>
1: You know what? So the mom is going to come out of me right now. And I think what you're going to laugh at is that I never grew up knowing any differences. My mom didn't care what color of of someone's skin or their culture. If that, if anything, it made them even more exciting to be around because the differences in us is what makes us so unique and so more powerful together. So when I grew up, I didn't have any issues with diversity. I didn't know diversity. Everybody was equal to me. It didn't matter if they looked the same or didn't, or they acted the same. And if they had different needs and, you know, in today's world technology has certainly brought it out a lot more, but I'll be honest with you. Esports has never been an issue with diversity. I don't know that there's ever been a big deal. I will say that, you know, when it came to gender roles, as far as like female and male competitors, it's always been a male game, but that didn't mean there weren't females out there who that were qualified. I think that we just didn't know what we didn't know until it got to a point where it was in our face. And now for me, especially being an esports mom, Again, my goal is what's out there and how can we build it out properly? So, whether you're uh, a gender issue, you know, I say gender issue, meaning like now, you know, everybody is dealing with are you male or female? Are you, um, and I'm gonna screw this up because I do it all the time LBGTQ. What am I missing? Yeah, that, you know, forgive me, friends out there. I just suck (laughs) at, at trying to remember all those terms, but they're all my friends. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I have never had an issue with anyone who came in my world. I love them all equally. And so for me, diversity has never been an issue. And if it's become an issue, I'll be the first one to squash it because that is not important um, in trying to diversify us into who we are. It's more of, we're all human. How do we play a role in this? And how can we compete properly, but love each other just the same, that sportsmanship or sportswomanship or whatever you want to call it it's just who we are as people we we can compete and be the best of who we want to be but we should never be knocking people down for who they are if that's the case i'll be the first to squash that because that's not okay and it never was
0: i i i I totally agree Uh, and and also um yeah it's it's uh, it's the the thing is that within what i've what i've seen in the esport world is is yeah everything is is you know is, is, is is Everybody helps and support each other. Um, the, there's, there's only sometimes you you find out that you know in some in some communities there are some like people are you know. Having having different thoughts about that, but I will say like let's let's go to some more fun because I know it's it's what, what I've 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 heard that in in, in different different even on interviews when they when they talk about it. But I will say like let's 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 talk about something something more fun. And um, uh, and this is my question because I know with your experience, you can guide guide these. I mean like the new people within the esports world, you, you can guide them through 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 the right direction. So my question will then is it like when when somebody wants to join the esport world what is what what are the things that that can make them well i want to say super successful but let's say what will be the best start how how can they how can they grow and and what kind of support do they need and seek
1: absolutely the first thing i always ask is are you a gamer do you know anything about gaming and not just you know casinos and in uh, las vegas but (laughs) You know real, real gaming, video gaming, and yeah. and separating you know that that um, relationship and also, you know, trying to um, explain and educate the difference between eSports being an event and video gaming being the industry. And we are a very big dynamic industry that is made up of multiple games and multiple cultures of people who follow and their trust factors are very low because we're almost cult-like in our thinking and that's not a negative. Um, we believe in what we believe in. The thinking processes are not gonna change. The educational concept needs to be improved on how we help ourselves in this industry to support those that are outsiders. But I will say that coming to me and having the chance to ask those questions helps me to certify and or qualify these individuals. and. Trust me to say that I have mentored a lot of very unique people who came into the space kind of as newbies uh, back in the day, and, you know, now they're successful, but a lot of it was asking some really serious questions of authenticity, what are you trying to get out of it, these kids are the reason behind everything we do, and if you're not supporting the community, it's not going to work, and and they know, they'll see it, they smell it, you know, they know if you're full of baloney or not, and... You know, that's the thing that I love about this industry is that it will stay successful because we know who's real and we know who's not. And uh, I just am grateful that I get to mentor to the level that I do and, you know, just support the overall goal. But I will smack down the people that are doing it for the wrong reasons. And, you know, if they want to get mad at me, that's fine. At the end of the day, they'll succeed or they'll fail. But I'll be there sitting, watching and, and observing and saying, you did a great job. Or maybe you need to finish doing these other things before you try to do it. But thankfully, the respect that I've earned, I think, has helped to get people to really understand this industry a bit better because brands have come and brands have gone. And, you know, money comes in and money goes out. You know, the success of people stay and the success of people go. And yet we're still here. So. It's very unique in the way that people try to understand the industry as a whole. And I think that unless you break it down and really understand the details of it, you'll never succeed. You're going to think that it's all about a transaction and that's exactly what it's not. And that's what I beat down first and foremost, more than anything
0: yeah because you see that quite uh, quite a lot in um, uh, and i'm talking about like for the last last couple of years mm-hmm. that people have only and I call i call it just a, a black and white um view of, of esports like okay uh, you know gamers are made or let's say video gamers are making money a huge huge amount of money so and then you got some people think like oh you know what i'm just gonna join the esport world because yeah you can earn so much money with it but I think that's totally the wrong perception, if I'm, if I'm correct.
1: Correct. No, correct. and And I think, again, it goes down to this industry is made up of multiple industries. You know, one thing that nobody understands, and I've spoken about this a lot, is, you know, when you work in a business setting, like a corporate setting, you know, you're looking at a publisher like Activision being more of a corporate entity. In the business world, people don't understand that. And then you see someone like a production company, we'll say um, NGE or um, any of the major uh, players out there, MLG. Um, they they are the entertainment, you know, segment of what esports and video gaming is because they create the experience, the event, which is the esports side. And then you have the fans who are they're kind of in a incentive to come and play and see and partake in whatever that that uh tournament is or wherever it's at and you know it's a business and the business is not set up like typical you have to look at everything specifically and again it's so much detail work that most people run away whereas i jump head in you know head and head first and create miracles because it's not structured and we're very fragmented and i think the difference is when you're coming into this from a business setting it's way different than what you expect it to be. And everybody looks like they have full control of it. When really there's no control at all. It just seems to cohesively work as a production. The rest of it's just kind of a glued in expect, you know, experience unless someone like myself or those that are experienced can come in and really build the business aspect of it properly and show true concept of budget and ROI. What are you trying to do experientially? And I think with those formulas, you're going to do a lot more than just coming in and trying to like sell your product. It's not going to work.
0: No, no. And what you, what you also see now as well is that um, now, now this this whole pandemic, like before, we were all able to go to physical to, to to well physically to like ar- arenas and joining tournaments and all that. And now, well, it's all virtual. Uh, I've I've even I've been to to different virtual uh, tournaments that was fully 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 sponsored with a lot of like big names and big companies but at the end of the day the the events that i've that i've joined that was not the same you know the same mm-hmm. as a vibe as what you ha- normally have if you go to to a live event but the the people w- with the whole event there like if you go to physical events and and well you, you you know better than me about this one is that you got well you meet so so much people you um you you see people play play with passion and all that now you only see when you join that 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 what the online meeting i was only seeing big sponsors and big names and there was a little bit of and i call a panel that people were talking about but it took totally away the whole well, let's say the, the 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 passion of of esports, but again, it's this was my first experience, so I could be wrong, but yeah. W- w- what are your thoughts about that?
1: Well, that's where for me, being in uh, the hotel and hospitality industry twenty five years, right? That's how I know I'm old because I can say that. Um, but uh, but the thing that's missing is the experiential component. When when you go to an event, you're there to see the players. You're there to eat. You're there to get merchandise. You're there to enhance that experience. So when you walk away, you can say you've been there and you've got something to show for it. So virtually what what's happened is if you base it on the five senses, all you do on a virtual level is you see and you hear. But where's the taste, the touch and the smell, right? It's impossible. You can't do that. But I've devised a gaming plan for 2021 that I hope to fulfill taking those extra three senses and integrating the virtual idea so that we can do more with it. So it's never going to replace the actual experience itself. But until this pandemic is over, until we know if this vaccine works, until we know that CDC can give us honest guidelines that even I can put together for a real event, which I'm not even afraid. I could literally say, if somebody was willing to take the risk, I could put an event on that would be so specific and detailed that I can't make COVID go away, but I would do a hell of a job keeping it out of my event and doing the best that I can and um, but you know there's there's a lot missing and 2020 I have seen it over and over where the community is suffering this is why there's depression this is why there's frustration this is why there's suicide this is why people are struggling on a daily basis because they have nothing and no one to integrate and what I think is the funny psychology of all of this is any gamer in the beginning of 2020 who was told my kid being one of them as you can see I'm in his room One of them is, wait, I don't have to go to school and I can sit in my room for 20 hours a day and I don't have to go anywhere and I can just game. Like, I think they won the lottery in the beginning of the year. But now, you know, going nine, 10 months into this, my son wants to get the heck out of his room. He can't stand the screen anymore because now we've over abused the screen to be our entertainment center. And if you're not looking at a screen, you don't know who you are. I mean, whether that's movies, whether that's, you know, playing games, whether that's, you know, doing zoom calls, like we come out of the screen and we don't know who we are as people. No. And so we've got to rebuild that. And I think that's part of my platform too, is that the mom and me is the nurturer, like can't help it. You know, when you have the love and the passion in, in what I do and what, and who I am, you know, there's so much of that love that needs to be restructured and, and moved forward. And I think that's what my biggest excitement for 2021 is: is that I can't do it all. I'm one person, but I'm going to do a damn good job trying to reach out to as many people as I can with as much love as I can, um, and even try to build out my esports mom brand a bit more in 2021 so that I can do more of this, but in a very hands-on approach, yeah. as best as I can. So and,
0: and 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 Kim, where can people find you to 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 have this to to go with you in that amazing journey?
1: well sadly i have two twitter accounts only one i really pay attention to i have the e uh, esports event mom at esports event mom and that's my company um, you can reach me there but um, i'm kim a Meltzer um, on twitter and that's where everybody usually follows me and i dm everybody i'm talking to everybody i'm interacting i um, i have a linkedin profile um, that is more my business side and you can see everything i've done which has been really supportive and then facebook is more my family and friends so i kind of just keep that general um but twitter is the best way to go i'm sorry i don't have a TikTok yet i'm still being told <laughs> i need one but i'm not sure what to do with that and uh and uh, I, god help me in 2021 i might even have my own show so god help us all i have no idea but twitter <laughs> safely i can say that
0: yes uh, well if i don't know if, if you open for TikTok, then uh, then then yeah well i I've, i haven't tried it yet to be honest, but uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts about starting a TikTok next year? <laughs>
1: if I have to dance and sing, I'm over it. I can't do either. <laughs> that was not one of the gifts I was given. So, um, you know, if, if you want me to act like a fool, I probably use my kids and their friends since they're seniors in high school. I'm sure there's plenty of help in the TikTok space, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not, not sure what to expect out of that yet, but you never know. I'm not afraid. I just have no clue what I'm doing. So. You know, if they want an amateur TikToker, I guess I could start any day now and go with it.
0: (laughs) And, well, before we're going to end the show, is there any specific thing you would like to share? Something that's, on, you know, lying on your heart and say, like, you know, I just just need to get – I need to – I need to – I need to share this. Is there anything you would like to do – to share?
1: Um, There's not enough time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I think the the biggest thing is, is that – I wanna stay strong in the industry. I don't want it to be an egocentric experience. I want to be mom first always. I am not in trying to be the the multi millionaire. As you can imagine, that had never happened. Had I known then what I know now, I could have been a multi bazillionaire and that didn't happen because I was investing in the kids more than myself. Yeah. I do know getting older that I need to be financially, you know, smart, but Overall, my goal is to make sure the community is heard. I want to make sure that businesses understand their place. I want to make sure that tournament organizers have everything that they need. I do know that you'll see the CEO hat come on for Destination Esports, which is a different version of Kim from the Esports Mom, but the Esports Mom is 100% there at all times. I have a very neat group of partners and people who want to come on board with me to enhance the industry but I want people to tell me the truth. I want to hear what's going on and I want to make an impact as we build back out to the real live events. Again, um, I'm a certified virtual event producer. So with my event background, I want to hope to do some, you know, virtual hybrid and then live event kind of next steps. but I don't want people to feel alone. I think the problem is the screen is not everything. There's a quality of life. There's an opportunity. If they don't know their paths, if they get stuck, we are all in this together. It doesn't matter if you're in Asia. It doesn't matter if you're in Canada. It doesn't matter if you're in Latin America. It doesn't matter if you're in Europe or in the United States. This person right here that you're looking at gives a real rat's ass about what's going on there. And I don't want people to ever feel like they can't reach out and have somebody who really cares. And I think that's going to be something that I will always do until the day that I die. I'm not going anywhere. And I may not be you know, the biggest name out there in eSports, but I'm going to be a cornerstone for as long as I can. And I'm grateful to everybody who can trust and believe in me nonetheless.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing this. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm what they say in the, in the UK, bombastic with, you know, what, what, what you, what you're sharing. Um, Kim, thank you so much for tonight. And, um, well, it's for me, it's night for you is I think is it evening it's, or, it's coffee or, time or, here. It's coffee time. <laughs> yes and uh, yeah it, it's the thing is that is that people who are going to watch and listen to to this they they definitely have to what well, I definitely have to uh, get in touch with you to, uh, to, 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 to 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 let's say have a smooth eSport journey. So again I want to thank you so much for I'm honored. Today No, it's my
1: honor. Thank you so much for the privilege.
0: Thanks for listening to our eSport podcast series. For video recordings of all our podcasts, check out Learn Global TV and Learn Global Live, available on the Roku platform.